0: Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Borellis.
1: Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network.
0: There's a cat over here. There's a cat over there. And the wrong one died. And the wrong one died.
1: Welcome to The Wrong Cat Died, the podcast breakdown of the Cats Catastrophe. I'm your host, Mike Abrams, and today we have a special guest. She starred as Bumble Arena in the 2016 Broadway revival of Cats. Welcome, Christine Cornish-Smith, and thank you for joining us.
0: Hello. Thanks for having me.
1: So I want to start with before you decide to join the cast, how familiar with, were you with Cats the Musical?
0: Um, I was as familiar as a girl in musical theater who's you know heard of cats but i was by no means a a cats person not a,
1: not a fan no. no okay have no. you seen it before
0: I had seen the VHS, and I saw it on tour when I was, I think I was eight, and I don't share this, but I fell asleep.
1: I fell asleep. They didn't, a cat didn't, like, attack you mid-show? Well,
0: I was way up in the balcony, No, they come blades. into to the balcony, too, I, I thought. Yeah, I know. They do, actually. I went to the balcony, but yeah, so I have never shared that because I'm so ashamed.
1: I, I have big <laughs> issues with parents bringing children to the show.
0: Yeah, you know... it's hard. And and because there's not, when you're a small child, you know, you don't have a lot to grasp onto. If you're way far in the back, you know, it's hard to follow it. So I definitely did. It's it's hard to
1: follow it as an adult.
0: Oh yeah. It's hard to
1: follow in general. Yes. But it is, it is a little, it's a lot.
0: A lot is the correct word. Yes. (laughs) Okay. So
1: you, so you, Became Bumble Arena, who I don't actually have an episode for, so how I want dare to. You. I know, right? She is
0: so offended right now, but it's fine.
1: It's because I don't want Taylor Swift coming after me. Yeah, and so <laughs> I want to. How would you describe her?
0: Um, I would describe her as she is fiery, generous, and confident. Yeah many other things. She's she's sort of seen it all and, and I think she does have a more mature um, motherly presence. But uh, she, yeah, she's she's also promiscuous and, you know, she's been around the block a couple times. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, yeah. Because no, she's one of the adult cats, right? I, I didn't yes. even realize that there were cats, kittens, all these different mm-hmm. parts to this. There's Very way more. Important. Yeah, so she's one of the adults. So basically she's but that's that's where we get really confusing. What's the relationship with Demeter? Mom? Sister?
0: The, a sister, best friend. Okay. You know, and, and I think she's older and she sort of looks out for Demeter. Okay. You know, it's sort of her troubled friend that, you know, she has to calm down. She has to, you know, park therapist. Yeah. You know, all those things.
1: So we'll get into mm-hmm. that main song. But I want to hear, like, what kind of training your character – is in multiple songs and multiple dances. How you know what was that like? How'd you prepare for that? Especially since I mean, you you did a ton in this in this play.
0: Yeah, no, it's it's uh, it's definitely a dream role for me because um, there's very few shows where you can truly dance, truly sing, and truly act, you know, to kind of the peak of all three of those categories. So it was very exciting for me. Um, But yeah, I mean, I had to, one, I probably was in the best shape of my life because you're crawling, moving nonstop for over two hours. So it's intense and you're singing while you're jumping and dancing. And so it's very demanding, but also very fulfilling.
1: And so leading into getting the role, did you watch previous performances besides the VHS tape? Or did you come in and want to kind of do your own thing completely? It was
0: sort of, I'd say 50-50. I I wanted to be informed about, you know, I I read the T.S. Eliot poems. I tried to sort of take it out of the context of Cats, the musical, and try to do things like anytime I saw an actual cat, just like really (laughs) observe it and, you know, and then read the poems and read up a little bit about Andrew Lloyd Webber and the making of it and, you know, all of those things and sort of really um, learn about the bare bones of it so that I could breathe my own life into it, you know, and, and I think because we were doing a revival and cause I got to sort of originate the revival version. Um, yeah, I wanted it to be my own. Yeah.
1: So there's a lot of people who have not seen the show and they're, how dare they? they're preparing this for the movie. Yes. So how would you explain the show to an outsider? Especially since you did research with actual cats?
0: Yes. <laughs> um, I always say that Cats is about community, bottom line, um, and it's about how we come together to survive. And I think that it's sort of, it has withstood the test of time and became such a big hit because it is so universal and it's so relatable, <laughs> actually, even though it seems like it's not. But... Um, each cat has a different personality and it's sort of to me like a um dilation or expansion of the human inside of that cat. Yeah. Uh, like for instance, like Demeter, she's um anxious and kind of has like a schizophrenic sort of energy, or you know, kind of um overly uh pent up energy. And she can just express that in the fullest form. Whereas if you're a human and you're anxious, you can't like Twitch and do this and go, <laughs> you know what I mean? But oh, that's just an, the anxious person that is stressed out about work that I just mm-hmm. saw across the street in this other form, you know.
1: Interesting. Yeah. So you say it's about survival, but they're gonna we're gonna celebrate the one cat that dies at the end.
0: I mean, to me, it's sort of it's it's like you know, and someone is goes to heaven and they're blessed, and yeah, I I think that that is more. I always saw it as symbolic and like does she really die or does she just go on mm-hmm. to the next layer you know the next life
1: to be reborn
0: yeah yeah
1: okay i want to ask a few questions about your character okay in particular so you sing McCavity <laughs> song yes what's your take on McCavity first
0: i think that i McCavity the cat the, the cat. cat.
1: Not not the not the actors. Yeah. We're talking purely about Oh yeah. No, I didn't the, know that the, the song or the cat. Oh no, I love the um, so- I love the song, I hate the cat.
0: Same. Same, same. Well no, I actually don't it's a complicated relationship. I think that she has a very close relationship with McCavity and she knows more about his whereabouts than any other cat. I think she's been burned by him. I think she was in a uh, very sort of abusive and um, messed up relationship with this cat.
1: Yeah. That, so that's my question. I, I felt the same way with both your character and Demeter mm-hmm. was not an abusive relationship. And mm-hmm. then all of a sudden, Macavity leaves and you sing this overly sexualized song about him.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think that's part of the thing that's like messed up about it, is it's like <laughs> Um, she, as I think some people can relate to in a twisted way, it's like, why do we love watching horror films? Or why do we, there's a thrill that's associated with it. You know, it's like as much as this relationship was dark and scarring and all of these things, there's a reason why she entered into it because it was thrilling and it was sexy and it was all of those things. So it's sort of then you know leaning into that like oh so terrible but this is why you know
1: it gives off a little 50 shades of gray vibe
0: oh for sure yeah. yes there's some bdsm <laughs> happening there's a lot of things occurring but i think it with demeter it sort of scarred her and 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 really frazzled her whereas with bomb she has been through a lot of stuff so it sort of didn't phase her as much
1: so, how do you believe the relationship between Bomb and Grizabella? Because there was a couple different conflicting rumors on it.
0: Yeah. I think that she um has empathy for Grizabella and she feels for Grizz because she was almost Grizz. I think she was like one step away from from sort of turning to the dark side and one you know, line of cocaine away (laughs) or like whatever, you know, she kind of almost turned to there. So I think she um, wants to protect the younger cats from her and not as much in a judgmental way, but just in a, you know, you really don't want to go down that road. Mm. And
1: so there's a rumor that Grizz is actually your character's mom and abandoned you. Oh, so, what I is your take on never that? Never heard that. Yeah, that
0: is. That's what that's I'm here interesting. for. Interesting. I'm here to
1: dig up the rumors for, Honestly, for the people.
0: I, I, this is it's very exciting to revisit all this. Um, yeah, I I've never heard that one. That could make sense though. Yeah. Um, Man, I'm trying to articulate my thoughts on that because I've never heard that.
1: Never heard it. So clearly, it's not true. Wow. Or it's not been a note given to you.
0: Yeah, it was never a note given from like Angelo Weber himself or something. Yeah.
1: But um, does he did he give a lot of notes about the backstory and the family tree of cats?
0: Um, he sort of popped up a couple times during rehearsals and a few times during previews here and there, but he wasn't super embedded in our process. Like Jillian Lynn, you know, amazing woman. Um, she was there for like the first three days and then, so they sort of came in and out of the process. So they weren't super involved. Trevor Nunn, though, was was Mm -hmm. heavily involved as our director. Um, but yeah, he, he he never told me that.
1: Nothing. Okay. Wow. What about the relationship with Rum Tug Tugger?
0: Oh, I think they're just like the classic on again, off again. That's like the lighter version of her relationship with McCavity. With McCavity, mm-hmm. it was like that on and off again, but in a dark, not healthy way. With Tugger, it's fiery, it's playful, it's kind of messed up, but not in a as abusive way, I think.
1: So, and I'm basing this off of the movie, mm-hmm. the the VHS, because that's what I'm working off of with yeah. YouTube because my memory is not that strong for the the two times I've seen this. <laughs> but your character in Tugger's song mm-hmm. in that movie is on the ground when he does his patented crotch thrusts.
0: Yes. And indeed. yes.
1: I'm wondering was there ever any rehearsal like over enthusiastic crotch dust that had accidents here. Like it's a very dramatic, <laughs> like over the top part of this show.
0: Yes. Well, we that was one of the numbers that Andy Blankenbuehler sort of reimagined. So that part actually didn't, didn't happen, happen in the, in in the ah. revival, and a lot of things were changed. That whole number was was very different than the VHS. Well, they actually. had to
1: bring it back from the wrapping street cat. Right. So yeah. They had to they, redo some stuff. They
0: made our revival tugger was was the classic. Yeah. The not Terrence man. Ver- yeah. Yes, yes. That I think they learned from
1: <laughs> yeah. the rapping
0: tugger. <laughs> from,
1: from the the one or two years it went. Right.
0: <laughs> right. Um So no yeah. so you
1: didn't have any issues in your song then when in the New York version.
0: No, no, but I mean that was one of my favorite numbers and Tyler Haynes, who played Rum Dum tugger is like one of my favorite humans and you know, he just did such a great job in the show and we had the best time. I mean, we were just so perverted and so sexual, but in like the best way we had a great time.
1: How do you feel about the fact that there's rumors that Tugger and Mr. Mistopheles are together?
0: I think that, That sounds like that could have happened realistically. Yeah. Because, you know, there are even lyrics like Rum Tum Tugger is a curious beast. Rum Tum Tugger, you know, I think he's, I think Rum Tum Tugger is bisexual. Yeah. For sure. And Mistopheles is gay, but, you know.
1: Yeah, I mean, the movie, he pulls out a rainbow scarf out of a cup, you know, as part of his magic.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I think Rum Tum Tugger, 50-50, Mistoffelees probably mostly sees male cats, but who knows? So
1: you're part of that triangle basically though.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. Mm -hmm. So if you could, (laughs) since you know the musical, who was your, taking your character out of it? Who was your favorite cat and who was your least favorite cat? Not actors, characters.
0: Okay.
1: Okay. Please don't say actors. Yeah. That would
0: be pretty (laughs) rough. That's a rough question. (laughs) Um, I mean, man, I... I hmm, I love Bomb um, Valerina just because I always was attracted to her. Um, let's see, favorite cat, the white cat, beautiful, probably my favorite, and then maybe my least favorite. Oh, that's very hard. I have a special place in my heart for all the cats.
1: It's Peter. The answer is Peter.
0: <laughs> Peter. Oh, is that? Gus's first.
1: I don't even know who it is, and I don't know why they named a cat Peter.
0: Peter. It was added
1: for something to do with Gus.
0: I think that was so. Both, so Gur or Gus, and was there one other are in the and uh, Old Deuteronomy are in the opening number as other cats. Yes. So that Peter. Yeah. yeah so I, I guess I'm not a big fan of Peter because I never really met him or talked to him. I'm and not, he, you know.
1: I want to know who named him.
0: Unclear.
1: Because of all the other names, who was just like, oh, we need a new cat. We're just going to call him Peter.
0: Yeah. It's like they kind of pulled that out of nowhere. Yeah. They're like, oh, yeah. It's well, lazy. It's, it's lazy writing. Right? I know. It's like all these characters. So interesting, you know. Yeah. Coricopat, Tantamile, Bombalurina, Peter. Yeah. Like, exactly. Okay. You know, someone just gave up. Someone definitely gave up, and you know, shame on them. But you know, Peter still lives. He lives on. He lives in you. He lives in me.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, have you seen the movie trailer? And what's your take on the movie? Oh, Are you excited? Yeah. Are you nervous? Are you happy?
0: Okay. Let's see. Um, I'm excited. I, and I have, I'm trying to go into it with an open heart and open mind. And, you know, I think that it's great that a new generation can have the same amount of confusion about cats as probably the, you know, children of the 80s and the children of the 90s did for this musical. Um, I I think it, it is hard because I was you know, that was my life for so mm-hmm. long doing the show, you know, you naturally get really attached to a certain design, a certain style, and a certain, you know, like I fell in love with Tyler's Rumtum Tugger. So it's so hard for me to see anyone else in it. Not because anyone else would be not amazing, just because I was so used to seeing Tyler, you mm-hmm. know. So there's biases. I do wish that there... I, I, their bodies looked weird. It kind of was scary. my My first impression was this feels. I feel scared. So that was my first impression. And then I was like, their tails were weird, and I wanted their costumes to have more like shape.
1: The tails and noses got the most.
0: Yeah, like issues. They on needed like, yeah. a, a nose. Like where then, was Jennifer Hudson's nose? And then
1: Christopher Gurr because I had him on uh-huh. for an episode. He was mad that they had dialogue. Because you weren't allowed to speak.
0: Oh, right. Yeah. So he no, saw that in the trailer it's...
1: and he immediately was mad at that. Right. So he's cheating.
0: Yeah. Cheater, cheater, pumpkin eaters. Yeah, yeah I don't know. I feel like I don't want to say too much until I see it. And I'm probably gonna have to see it twice to really at least. yes. Maybe even three to full, five, six times. Yeah. Um yeah. Um it'll it'll be an experience.
1: So before I get to my final question, which is like my thesis of this whole podcast, but I do (laughs) want to know... What are you up to now? Where can we see you? What are you doing?
0: Yes. Um, right now. So I just closed kiss me Kate actually Mm -hmm. right across the street. Um, not that long ago in the summer. And I've just been doing like little gigs here and there. So I worked on a little segment for John Oliver, that TV show, Mm -hmm. which was super fun. And, um, just kind of doing a bunch of little things right now, teaching and concerts and stuff like that. And, um, but I don't have, like, another sort of the next, like, big gig yet. I'm, I'm trying to be strategic about my next move, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Just living the life.
1: Now I got to get to my final question. Okay, I can't wait. Here we go. The real question, which is I have spent multiple episodes mm-hmm. arguing that Grisabella was the wrong cat to die at the end of the play.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Who do you think is the right cat to die? Could be your character, or do you think it should be Grizabella? And then I want to hear why.
0: I should have known you were going to ask this yeah. question. So how dare I come in so ill prepared? Um, I think that it could be any of the adult cats, any cat that has. I think not that I think Jenny any dots should. Die. It's but a good I've, thing,
1: though. Like, this is a, I, it's a the, good thing. The death like, is, a, is I call it victory because I look at this like it's a competition show.
0: Yeah. I think if it weren't Grisabella, either Jenny Any Dots or Gus, um, yeah, it would probably be one of those two. Uh, one of the cats that I feel has l- lived their life and and given back. You know, I feel mm-hmm. like you sort of have your stages of life where like you're growing up, and then you, and then you're really selfish, and then you sort of flip it, and then you have kids, and so then you're selfless, and then you, you know, like you sort of someone who I feel a cat that have gone that has gone through the stages of life. So it would be either Gus or Jenny and Dots.
1: Okay, there's a big team Gus out there.
0: Yeah. I mean, I was also like, how much longer is this cat going to be? <laughs>
1: did,
0: did Ger say?
1: He said this? that he thought that his cat didn't have another life to live. And so his ending oh, was like the end. And so he took himself out of the running. Yeah. That was his interpretation.
0: Oh, dang. Yeah. Right? And I think Grizzabella does have another life to live. Absolutely. A new life has begun.
1: Yeah. But yeah. I still, I'm still not in that camp.
0: Who do you think should die?
1: Well, you have to listen.
0: Oh, okay, okay. Oh
1: my That's God. the whole point. <sighs> and if, if this was the last episode, I would I would tell. But you know, I've got a couple episodes after this. Okay,
0: I gotta tune in. Gotta tune in. Gotta subscribe.
1: But I think there are some front runners.
0: Okay, I look forward. Yeah,
1: I mean, I'm a big personally. Well, I I've become to love Mccavity's song and whole everything about it. Mm-hmm. But he can't be the one to to win. So I'm a big. Rum Tug Tugger, Mr. Mustafeles fans. I loved Mungo Jerry and Rumple Teaser's song. And then the mm-hmm. whole dance, cart, the, the dual oh, cartwheel. Yeah. Like, I can't imagine how many children got hurt trying that. And
0: on a ramp. Yeah. Like, those two, they, I think those two have the hardest track in the show.
1: Oh, absolutely. 100%. It's also one of the hardest to get out of your head when it's stuck in your head.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. No. No, thank you.
1: Well, Amazing. Thank you so much for being here. How can we find you on social media? Uh,
0: Instagram at Christine Cornish. Perfect. That's
1: it. Well, thanks for being here. And listeners, thank you for listening to this bonus episode with Christine Cornish-Smith on The Wrong Cat Died, the podcast breakdown of the cat's catastrophe. To follow along, you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else you listen to podcasts. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at The Died, or check out our website, TheWrongCatDied.com.